You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. you're tuning in now, we just did some spoiler-filled uh, it, Chapter 2 talk that I was not recording for. We got caught up in it, man. That's it's a, good. A, but, it was, but it's fun stuff, fun movie. Yeah, I think you and I both... It, re- well, here's the thing. Even, though, even if it's not as good as the first one, it's yes. still a fun ride. But and here's the Bill thing. Bill Hader nails it. Bill Hader is one of the best things about it. Um, he even overshadows James McAvoy, which is yeah. a, a tall order. Um, I, I think... This isn't a movie that you could just see part two without having seen no, part one and enjoy it. Yeah. And it's not because, oh, I need to know what the plot is. You just won't enjoy it as much because you haven't endeared yourselves to the character that now we're seeing the grown-up the, version. The adult characters do not engage and endear themselves as much as the children do. There is yeah. something that's very strong about those kids. Yeah. And, and the chemistry those kids have with each other mm-hmm. is unique. Like it's something that I you don't yeah. see often. Like these are honest these are actors that you could tell, like even if they didn't enjoy working with one another, no, I wouldn't know it. Like you wouldn't know exactly. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. they, they're so good the way they play off each other, and the adults do fine. Most of them are fine. Um, Who's the dude they got to play the older Mike? version of? Uh, not well, Mike. Mike's not great. And ben. Which one's Ben? The one that he was the oh, fat kid. He's not great either. He's really not. He's and kind of a I zero. looked him up, and he's kind of a. He's done mostly TV. He acting. looks like a, I think he's like a soap opera yeah. star or something. Yeah, which I mean, he's a pretty boy and he's serviceable. But when you're up against Bill Hader, who yeah is surprisingly great, Bill Hader owns it. The kid who plays uh, adult Eddie is really good too. The guy who plays Eddie. That, okay, so that's funny so the because chemistry between the two. Of I them. thought so too, and Jenna was like, mm, he's not. She thought he his acting felt the fakest, and I think it's because. Wow. That actor was trying to portray a young, like like the young Eddie. He's trying to mimic that. Yeah, a little too much maybe to where it was like, an adult wouldn't be this neurotic. It's almost kind of in cartoon land. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think that way, um, but I, I see where, where her point is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. A gruesome opening. Yeah, just like the last one. That, Although... in uh, a little homophobic? Mean... Maybe? Well, literally, but also just kind of like mean-spirited yeah. and ultimately inconsequential to the plot where I'm like... All right. Well, we never see those kids those, again. Yeah. So there's so, no comeuppance. What? What was? What? What's the point? Yeah. And what's your point, again, Walter? In the first one, he's like preying on children. Pennywise is, and now he's just fucking willy nilly moved on to adults, no yeah. matter who. Like uh-huh. that's not that's that's not what was scary about Pennywise. Right. Also, the ending uh, isn't what I wanted from that what, character. What, what? What did you want? Uh... Because I'm curious where so, you're going to go. Because I have I have something that so, I want to So this to. is kind of spoiler-ish, I guess, unless you've read the books. But um, in the first movie, you, you don't know what Pennywise is. You kind of just assume, oh, he's like a he's like a ghoul. He's like a ghost. He's like supernatural. I kind of saw him as like a Freddy Krueger type character, where maybe at one point he was real, like he was a real man, but then he died and got cursed, yeah. or he did something to give himself prolonged evil life or whatever. Palpatine. And um, <laughs> bless you. And then, <laughs> and then in this one, um, it's like, oh, he he's a space alien, basically. He's a, he came like, on a meteor like from space, inter, inter, and he's an alien, interdimensional, uh, like the yin to the yang. Like in the book, there's this whole story about like the turtle, <laughs> the space turtle, the space turtle. And they, I'm they, glad they didn't try they to do. They reference the turtle really quickly. I in saw the first that. Movie. Yeah, but like the space turtle, mature and. and Stephen King plays with that theme of the turtle a lot in his books. Oh, really? He carries it through the Dark Tower books. 
In fact, I think I've told you this story. <laughs> yeah. There's the... Um, uh, <laughs> Daniel's so just like, so he's not, not a space turtle. not a space turtle? No, not a space turtle. So in the Dark Tower book, there's a uh, like this whole reference to the path of the beam, and there's different paths, and one of them is like following the path of the turtle, and mm. that's what our heroes are doing. They're following the path of the oh, turtle. Oh, the turtle's good. Maturin, the turtle, yeah. Mm. Uh, and so at one point, one of our characters, who was pulled from like 19... Oh, gosh, 1950s New uh, uh, Alabama? Oh, gosh. <laughs> or Georgia, what it was same state. So they pull her in, and then she ends up escaping into like present day oh. New York City. Oh, interesting. And she goes to Hammerskull Plaza, where she ends up finding a statue of a turtle and meditates in front of it. And so when I went to New York in two thousand nine, me and my dad were going to uh, like one of the last games in Yankee Stadium, the original Yankee mm. Stadium. We uh, I decided to go and see if this place actually existed. Oh yeah. And I go and, like, when I'm walking, there's a whole bunch of fountains and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, wow. Look. And I didn't see it. Like, I guess in my head, I had a different idea of, like, what the statue of the turtle was <laughs> the going space to look turtle. like. Yeah. So I'm like, I look around. I go to all the fountains. And I'm like, well, fuck. And so as I'm walking back and I'm heading back to the street, I look at the first fountain again. And they're sitting right next to the water. Oh. Is this, like, the size of an actual turtle. Oh, okay. Statue. Right there in the fountain. And I was like. Oh, holy shit. And like for a split second, I got like chills that Ooh, I was like, you found the turtle. I was th- like, I broke the code. <laughs> like I'm on to you, Stephen King. Uh, and what was also funny is there were construction vehicles in front of the building that day uh-uh. that said King Construction. Nice. And I, t- I got a photo. Uh, of it. I was that's like, awesome. This is so fucking weird right now. <laughs> You're being watched. Yeah. So uh, it was uh, it was it was cool. It was super cool to be a part of that. And yeah, like I said, Stephen King likes to play with those themes. Mm. But I, I liked it for the most part. I liked it. I watched. I mean, I liked it. To the point where I watched a bad pirated copy <laughs> yeah. of the movie and was still engaged in it. My favorite parts are, um, yes, when they are all kind of spread out, split yeah. up, looking for their for their totems. And they basically retread what the first one did where we're going to follow each kid and they're going to have a scene with an encounter. And uh-huh. it's going to scare... It kind of almost turned into like an anthology movie at that point. Yeah. Like, here's little short films and they're all going to kind of start the same way with a creepy atmosphere and then something's not quite right and then, oh, jump scare! Uh-huh. And then kind of escape. They all follow that cadence, and those were that was a highlight of the movie for me, frankly. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that one of the things that really hook you with the first movie that they don't yeah. do in the second one mm-hmm. is that that scene with Georgie and Pennywise at the very beginning of the first one. Like that gets you. Like, yeah, it, that is. I mean, a master class on getting someone gripped into a movie right yeah. from the get go, uh, and it's it's lacking in this one. Yeah, you know, be- because like you said. We do not revisit these characters. They have nothing to do with the plot moving forward. It is just a way to kind of get the audience reacclimated to Pennywise, yeah. I guess. Uh, just so that we can so use a bunch of monsters later on. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. To varying uh, degrees of effect. And they, I think they were a little more creative, too, with the way that Pennywise showed up in the first one than in the second one. Yeah, this one was just, like, um, gross out. There's a I'm lot a, of body I'm a horror. giant old lady. Yeah. I'm a giant Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Everything was, like, was giant, giant thing was, that was but, attacking. But it, that it, you realize at the end that that's kind of the theme, that he, he believes he needs to be big to scare them. Because... And when they start to convince him that he's not big... Yeah. It, and that's also kind of... A, and the thing is, that's in the book, too. Like, it's like, yeah. you need to convince him that he's small. Uh-huh. And it's like, that's so, kind of weird. So it just bullying. doesn't track. They win by bullying, They win by bullying. Basically. Yeah. So, anything else? You play anything fun? I don't think so. No? <laughs> you doing the uh, soundtrack to Oblivion? Yeah, that or Silent Hill. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, uh, we're going through. Uh, sorry, that was really loud. Obradin. We're going. Obrada. We're going through uh, a link to the past in Love preparation that. for uh, Link's Awakening. Are you enjoying that? All the Super Nintendo titles that they released. Well, I mean, like. I already had them all in the mini class. I'm Jake Bearshaw. I like when, to play Super Nintendo. With uh, They're good games. It's my favorite system. <laughs> I can never do it as well as you. Okay. Uh, it is my favorite system. I do like to it play is. them. Super Nintendo. And Jen has never played Link to the Past. Uh, so she's good. also simultaneously playing Majora's Mask. My, I'm not sure how she's... My favorite Zelda's Link to the Past. Yeah? What's your favorite one? I mean, Ocarina of Time just took it to another level. I still never finished it. Damn, man. Never finished. Never played uh, Majora's Damn, Mask? No, because right. I never finished Ocarina of Time. Yeah, you don't. Why would I play Majora's Mask if I haven't finished Ocarina Ooh, of Time? Majora's Mask. Majora. Ooh, Labia Majora. Labia? That's what? right. <laughs> Labia Majora. It's a thing. <laughs> biology. Don't know much about biology. Grey's Anatomy. Look it up. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> and then they did private practice. Yeah. We're on the right track. Let's do uh, it. I finished up uh, South Park, the uh, the, the fractured, fractured but whole. Nice. It's fun, uh, dude. Just have you played any of those? The stick I haven't. Of truth, I haven't the played a, but No. Are you a South Park fan at all? I was, mm. but South Park's been around. That's like saying, are you a Simpsons fan? Like, like Simpsons yeah. went through. First of all, I was never a Simpsons fan. But Simpsons but I hear, like had one good game. The arcade game. Mm, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we're. South Park has kind of had the same history where their games like have been horrible, like the game adaptations. Yeah. But Stick of Truth and Fractured But Whole are great. Like they're written as if they're episodes. Yeah, that's what I heard. And it's like the play style. It's like it's the show. The way you move from place to place. My only beef with that game is the loading times, like going from place to place. That's every game nowadays, it's like, man. Holy fuck! And I know it's because we now live in an age where everything's instantaneous. But like, no, it's not that we no now patience. live in an age like, okay, show. It's on. that we were raised on Nintendo games with no load times. Because like, they were carts. When's the last time you fucking played a Super Nintendo game? There were load times in it. No, yeah, that didn't, no. and that's why it was took me so long to get like on the PlayStation bandwagon and anything disc based. Like, oh, I gotta fucking download fifty gigs worth of content before I can play Red that's, Dead Redemption. That's 2. the worst. Yeah, that's the worst. Now it's like, what am I even buying? Yeah, it when means nothing. I buy a, di- I'm paying sixty dollars for a game. Still have to and then download. I throw it in the system. and It's like. Five hour download. Like when I first got Metal Gear for the PlayStation Three, mm-hmm. you put it in, and basically I had to watch Snake smoke for like three <laughs> hours as yes, the game yeah, blo- downloaded. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. So what am I buying? And then it's Nothing. still patching stuff. So it's like, yeah, okay, well you got the game. Well now we're gonna patch it. We've yeah. got to patch this. It's broken. There's new characters. Hey man, whatever happened to you releasing the game when it was fucking done? Like, it's just, they would never release games. Uh, yeah. They got a ship. What about like? What if they did that with board games? What if like <laughs> there's just a yeah, bug here? But here, buy the box. But we'll mail you all the pieces. There is some old Nintendo game that like has a show stopping bug in it. Like you literally cannot beat the game because they shipped it with a bug. And uh, really, there's no. I can't remember what it is. I'll have to look it up. But I remember hearing about it. Like wow, th- th- I, there's no way to patch a cartridge. They did, they did in 1985. some weird shit in the fucking Nintendo era too. Oh, yeah. Like there was a, a an X Men video game. X Men. X Men. Uh, but it was, it was. I mean, the game was shit. It was a horrible game. That's another it was an uh, LJN game. Ooh, yeah, LJN. <laughs> was like, to say. Yeah, creeping death them. right there. Yeah. So when you beat all the levels, mm-hmm. it just like was on a menu screen, and you couldn't move on to the final level to Asteroid M. <laughs> 
the only way you did it. You told me this. There's a code yes. on the late, not even the box in the instruction it's, manual. No, right? not in the instruction manual. The fucking label in the game on the game <laughs> that is currently that's inside currently your in the Nintendo system, that you and not even like on the label on the end. So if yes. you like flip the lid open, you could see it. Uh, it's it's like there deep. on the end near where you plug it that's in. Just bad design. Yeah. That, why is that even a thing? <laughs> Why didn't you program like okay now go to Asteroid M instead? There's a and I I wondered for like the longest time I was yeah. like I I'd look at the game I'd be like I think I finished it I think I finished the game I was that kid that I would bring cartridges to like school and just like look at them and think of playing oh, the game that's fun and so I did that one like I'm looking at this game and I noticed on the label it has like. L plus A plus uh, down plus up. It was one of those things. I'm like, I wonder what the fuck that means. Like, why are you in an why escape room all of a sudden in your so, X-Men so I video game? played through all the levels, and I did that, and it was like Asteroid M. I was like, fuck you, game. <laughs> what? cool. Yeah, so that shit got fucking traded. So don't play uh, X-Men. Don't play X-Men on the Nintendo, the NES. But do play the six-player arcade version. Yeah, but, and play the video game version of It. No, there is no video. No, I was going to say that. That'd be cool. Uh, This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes video games. Sometimes bad movies. And sometimes video game movies. Mm -hmm. You're right. Or sometimes video games. (laughs) What? You you, you completely... Sometimes video movies. Like creating Rem Lazar, which no, I really want to get no, Joel to watch. Well, not not coming now, soon so to an episode. Every week we watch a movie and come back here and talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, uh, following along, maybe on Facebook Live. Hello. Hello. Uh, or you're checking this out after we've loaded it to the channel, which now holds all of our past 300 episodes. Thank you, Not quite Joel. all, but most, because we have over 300 if you're counting all of the uh, afternoon. Hey, listen. It's like a bad Bond title, most, <laughs> not all. <laughs> yes. Oh, did you see the the title release of the next uh, James Bond film? Don't even fucking care. It's, I mean, like, you could... Don't ch- even care. It's one of those things where you could take... You take ten words and you kind of scramble them up. Well, they're all based on something that's written in an Ian Fleming novel. They all... And here's yes. the thing. I love Bond. I, I've loved Bond for a long time. Skyfall killed it. Skyfall killed it. You're right, me. man. It fucking killed and it. Then, I loved it. And then, <laughs> just nailed it. And then Spectre did not do anything to help it I out. I never finished that film. No, there's a reason. Yes, because it's is. a boring ass movie. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm ready for them to refresh the franchise. And I'm not saying that they need to go back to get. In fact, that was one of the things that frustrated me about this Craig era Bond. That like they started with Casino Royale, so great. And the mission statement was kind of like you know all those gadgets and all that weak shit. Fuck that. He doesn't need this it. He doesn't need it. We got like, you know, they, I mean, they had a little thing like the defibrillator of course, thing in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. car. But it wasn't like... Practical gadgets. It wasn't outrageous flying gadgets. flying cars. And look, I like those. In certain Bond movies, oh, yeah. I kind of dig it. The There's Timothy Dalton ones were great. But what's getting me is that the Craig first Craig movie was like, all that shit, fuck it. Yeah. This Bond doesn't do that. It took two movies for them to be like, here's Q, he's got gadgets for you. Exactly. Well, then what the... F- I mean, what the fuck? They man? had to go somewhere. Why did they have to go there? I, I mean, then you've got movies like Captain America, and like the first Captain America yeah. was like a cheesy but really fun, Strong, like, though, man. like a Rocketeer style movie. And then the next one was like the best spy movie ever. It's they were playing it uh, over the weekend on I uh, saw that yeah. on TBS They're or USA. It, yeah. They were playing like the, uh, they kept repeating Mad Max Fury Road. Captain America Winter Soldier and then Captain America Civil War like, and I can't believe I was finding myself watching Civil War going like I like the other two more I think I do as well two. yeah it's it's there's not a lot of uh, that movie kind of seemed like they were stalling in order to get to because they it's, weren't quite ready to get where we needed they to get they should have just called it Avengers 2.5 that's exactly what it is yeah. well I mean Winter Soldier was basically 
kind of event. It wasn't though, because it just had Captain That's a good Black point. Widow. That's a good point. Oh, and Falcon. I mean, it introduced him. It's but true. whereas Civil War definitely feels like Everybody. an Avengers film. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. it's got uh, Spiderman in it, right? Spiderman. Spiderman. <laughs> uh, Bond twenty five. I called him Spiderman. You want to guess? It's four words. Uh, you can choose any of the two. Bond title words. Let's fuck them up. <laughs> let's, let, there have no been no Bond movies live, with those words. Live huh? and let live. Well, <laughs> how about what's the opposite of live? Die. There you go. Another day. Close. Today. No time to die. No time to die. <laughs> no time for backup. <laughs> no time to die, Doctor Jones. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm excited about that. Who else is in that? Uh, you know what? Let's I think see. they said in that movie, like they're that's where they're going to introduce a new 007. Oh really? Yeah. Oh already. Oh, they're going to have... That like he's bit. going to actually physically pass the torch Handing to somebody else. Oh, interesting. I like that. Well, I don't know if I do like that. I, I think there, there can it, only it, be one 007, there, right? There can be only one. <laughs> and they just give him a new number. Like, you retire it like, uh, like uh, Michael Jordan is 21. Like, nobody else is going to be 21. When I come back Bulls. like Jordan, wearing the 4-5, it ain't to play games with you. It's to aim at you, probably maim you. If I owe you, I'm blowing you to smithereens. Cocks like a take one for your team, and I need you to remember one thing. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna like come in with one thing. I don't know that song. Oh, you don't I have know? no oh, idea what you're oh, doing right now. Okay, never mind. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, so the movie of the week this week, yeah, is your pick. It sure is. Because Jesus, we've gone a week without talking about a bunch of kids oh, in school. <laughs> if it's kids in school, it like or it's ago. kids in school getting killed, or if it's just kids getting killed, which one was Rampage? Kids. That's kids getting killed. Which one? No, no kids. George in that was movie, his man. kid. What? Oh wow, that is <clears throat> a stretch. Yeah. George, George. What about uh, Dodgeball? You, you okay? Which one was Dodgeball? Justin Long was a kid. Yeah, but it wasn't There's a... cheerleaders. Nobody was dying? There's a cheerleading sequence. That is true. What there, about the yes, Matrix? people died. Patches O'Houlihan died. <laughs> no kids, though. <laughs> Patches O'Houlihan. Uh, death by Casino <laughs> yeah. for poor Patches. Uh, so what, oh, tell right. us about this fucking movie well, that you took. So uh, this Friday is uh, Friday the 13th, and it would have been stereotypical to do like a Jason <laughs> movie. God, <laughs> But um, <laughs> dancing the cha cha cha. But uh, have we done a Jason movie? Yeah, we've done a Friday the Thirteenth movie. No, I don't think we yet? have. No, yeah, a little cliche. Which one would we do if we were going to do one? Oh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, shit. Jason takes Jason. Manhattan. That's a good one, though. Dude, that is perfectly See, I want to do like Jason in space or something, Jason right? X is a Jason pretty good X. one for us to talk about, That's too. pretty bad. They have but, a lot uh, of problems. Alas, Joe, I wanted to stick with something that was in the theme of uh, kids getting killed in cabins. I know. It's a lot of alliteration. You love that. I, I don't love that. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's, Friday the 13th. No, you, that is your sweet spot. <laughs> it's really this not. is like kids getting killed in cabins you know what, to Joe? you is ninja movies for me. You know what? And I <laughs> and it didn't used to be. And I had a thought while we were watching this in a hotel room in Minnesota. Because this was just like oh, we, zip. Undiscovered, <laughs> we just discovered this randomly. Um, but that I wouldn't have enjoyed this film, I think. Or I wouldn't have sought it out. I certainly would have sat through it. Before I started doing this podcast. So this is what you've done to me, Joe. You know, you're saying I like these movies, but this is your fault. You also picked The Sandlot. I learned Sandlot. It from you, Dad. Now, The Sandlot I'd seen prior Right, to but you though. picked that. Yeah. Kids. So what do you... <laughs> totally different genre. <laughs> like talking about kids. Completely different. Uh, no, uh, so... Up next week, uh, The Goonies. I would not have sought or watched this movie either if it hadn't been uh, for this podcast. Well, you're welcome. Uh, did you know that... The, okay, so Cabin Fever made in 2002. That's right. They already made a remake of this in 2016. Because <laughs> after spawning like two directed dvd sequels. 
Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Death Cabin 2 and 3. Death and... Cabin. Death Cabin. It may as well be called that. Cabin Fever. Cash Cabin. <laughs> oh, I, would, I love that show. <laughs> you have to stay in a cabin. Ben Bailey? You ask questions. <laughs> and they murder you <laughs> they when murder you, you, you get wrong. wrong. <laughs> Cash Cabin. Yeah, I would watch this. Mm, trademarked. Uh, so this is directed by Eli Roth. His first film. Gave us Hostel. Yes, he did. Also the Bruce Willis Death Wish remake. The Thanksgiving short from Grindhouse. Yes! And uh, he also directed The House with a Clock in Its Walls. Which is weird, right? Yeah, which is like a, he, a kid's like movie? Like a kid's scary yeah. movie, which I don't know if it's supposed to be any good or not. Okay. So whether I liked this movie or not <laughs> is of very little consequence oh. when it's a movie that has a $1.5 million budget mm-hmm. but brings in $30.5 million at the box office. Hell yeah, it did. I don't know why it was such a success. Um, I think maybe... I don't know why either. <laughs> no. Especially when you consider what else came out that year. Oh, let's hear about it. 2002. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. <laughs> Jesus. Minority Report. Oh, great. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. No. Gangs of New York. The Bourne Identity. Catch Ooh. Me If You Can. Dude, I love Which it. I still haven't seen. Great film. Uh, Speedman. Ice mm. Age. The Pianist. Road to Perdition. Yeah. Panic Room. Lilo and Stitch. Uh, about Schmidt, Equilibrium, The Ring, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, oh, Blade pfft. Two, Scooby Doo the Movie, Yeah, Twenty Eight Days Later, Resident Evil, which we've oh, talked a lot about of zombie here. movies, huh? uh, Men in Black Two, uh, Austin Powers and Goldmember, Reign of Fire, uh, Insomnia, which I love. Oh yeah, Secretary. Speaking of Bond, Die Another Day came out in two thousand two. Mm. Yeah, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind and Jason Statham in The Transporter. <laughs> so you had a lot of options in yes. 2002, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no surprise that it slipped under the radar, this little hidden gem. It didn't, though. Yeah. It made $30.5 million well, probably for because, a $1.5 million yeah. movie, and I bet the release on this was not huge. It's probably one of those movies, I don't know what month it came out, but it must have been it, like around it Halloween been, must or have something. Been right? It's all over now. Yeah. <laughs> Cabin fever. Let me see what Mm-mm. when it came out. 2002. September. Uh-huh. September 14th, 2002. That's wow. why. It's like, so it's like summer is over. We're doing like the, the 17-year anniversary yeah. of the movie. <laughs> Weird it's like to the week, almost to the week, man. Almost. Good yeah. job. Thank you. I'd like to say that was intentional. It was not. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, of course, that's why people, this is the type of movie you want to see leading up to Halloween. Um, and, no. And, no, I don't want to see this movie And Joe, this Halloween. was coming on the heels of like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Let's know I Know What You Did Last Summer episode from a couple of weeks ago. Where it's like, we were still kind of reinventing that that genre. Like uh-huh. it, it, wasn't, it wasn't as blatant about... Um, what it was, well, it was blatant about what it was copying, but it wasn't it was trying to be blatant. funny. And the pr- no, it was trying to be funny. But it wasn't trying to be funny with the uh, execution, it just with the premise. Like, the execution, those movies, those Scream movies are still, like, at their heart, slasher flicks. Like, right. this is a this is comedy. Is it? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's, I don't think it's supposed to I be. I laughed all the way through. I think it is. I, I, I think, think you it laughed is. because it's so horribly executed. <laughs> but the execution's not bad. Here's the thing about Eli Roth. I, I wouldn't say I'm an Eli Roth fan. Oh, I'm definitely not. Yeah, I'm not I like either. him better as an actor. And that's not saying much and that's, either. It's really not. But I do think he kind of has his own style. Um, I, I see why people don't like it, right? Because it doesn't really kind of fall into a, a genre. Yeah. Or it tries to kind of skirt well, that line and be both things. It's trying to be like Evil Dead and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. While not really... I feel like it's shitting on those movies and not really paying them respect. Yeah, I agree uh, with and, that. And 
I don't I don't like that very much. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, dude, like those well, movies were fucking genre defining films where yours is just kind of sl- stepping on like it's it's sitting on like the shoulders of these better movies. Yeah. And then at the very end trying to hit you with a twist. But like, I, I look what we're doing. No, I, I think it's <laughs> going to send this bottled water all over the world and everybody's going to have this disease. I, Bro. Why is nobody checking the fucking water? Why does this reservoir not have a filter? It doesn't have a security system. Because it's a podunk town. Checks it. Then why the fuck are we buying fucking water from this podunk town? You're thinking too hard about it. Do I less. am thinking too, too hard less, about Joe. it. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> no, I. Uh, it's it's not that type of film, and it's it's not trying to pay homage to that. It's all, it's kind of making fun of those films. And, and having fun with, uh, with it? the tropes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. To me, it's not as obvious. I feel, And I feel like a lot of that is because of the far too sincere attempt at acting. <laughs> from who? From this horrible cast. The entire yeah. cast is bad. Like, it, the first thing that happens, I'm looking at the screen, I'm going, is that the fucking kid from Boy Meets from World? Boy Meets World, yeah. Is that Sean from Boy Meets World? Boy Meets Cabin. And it straight up is. Yeah. Trying to, like, butch up with, like, some... Penciled on fucking stubble <laughs> on his that, face. That Ben Affleck goatee. Oh my god! Two thousand. Then you had like two actors from Detroit Rock City show up in this movie. Oh yeah, which ones? It, oh yeah, the Bert, Bert, Bert and Love, and Deputy Winston. Oh, is he from that too? He's from it too. There you go. My two favorite parts of this movie. Oh really? Two of the best the cast two members that in don't this. belong in this movie at all. Like uh, they exist in a whole other realm. Like they're you not. Think so? enga- yeah, they are not reacting. Honestly and genuinely to what's happening around it's them. It's a comedy. Nobody is. I don't... I'm not... See, I am not getting that, that dark comedy vibe. Oh, man, I am. I'm getting, like, someone who's made a failed horror Listen, film. whether or not it was intending to be a dark comedy, Jen and I both laughed through this film twice now. Like, it was so enjoyable, even the second time, and we just saw it, like, a week ago. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a couple of specific scenes that maybe lend to that, but, uh, yeah, Burton Winston. Well, when, when Serena Vincent's shaving her legs? <laughs> it starts becoming... Well, not so much that scene when when you're shaving your legs and the flesh is starting to come off you stop you f- fucking stop you probably right? feel it you too probably stop before the three-dimensional scabs get that uh, large and that's the thing like there's a difference between that and like if someone it's like you have to set that mission statement earlier in the film and i think movies like evil dead 2 yeah do that i think this one does too this one does not do it as skillfully I didn't. I, well. I, I. I just. I can't. Like. So we take take into consideration Evil Dead Two. Okay. And Bruce Campbell, and he's you know we open up and it's kind of a remake of the first one while also it, sort oh, of a continuation of the first one. Absolutely is. But like we see all this like it's this cheesy melodramatic acting of him and his friends in the cabin yeah. and he's like huh oh baby like <laughs> and so it kind of like. It, it plays into the cheesiness of when he starts to be, you know, just bombarded with supernatural happenings. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my God. And you kind of see the descent of him going mad. And it's comical on the because of the efforts of Sam Raimi directing this thing. Yeah. Like, it's kind of a live-action cartoon. Um, yes. And Bruce Campbell carrying this, anchoring this of thing. Course. And making it believable while still being kind of that rubber-faced hero mm-hmm. uh, that shouldn't be. You know, like... There's nothing about Ash Campbell or Ash uh, Williams. Williams, Ashley Williams. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing about him that screams that he should be the hero of anything. Not until we get to Army of Darkness. We've talked about that movie where it's like suddenly his character completely changes. And it's okay. But you talk about Evil Dead 2 and there's just something about like 
there's no reason why his character should sur- survive or end up being like this chainsaw-toting badass by the end of the movie. But we buy it. We buy it because the sincerity of his performance mm-hmm. and how he believes everything that's going on around him. He's not just reciting some fucking dialogue, some horrible dialogue, by the way. And I'm telling you, <laughs> Evil Dead 2 has some bad dialogue, yeah. but the way he's able to like handle it, yeah. the way all the actors well, in the that's movie why I think it, this is, is a- actually pretty admirable. But like this one... But it's so but it's Joe, so bad. Isn't it intentionally bad? Though? I don't think it is. I think it is intentionally bad. Yeah, come on. When uh, we've got okay, so we've got the the two hot chicks. We've got uh, what's her name, Jordan Ladd. Yeah, and uh, I guess uh, what's her name, Karen. I don't know. And... She was a Power Ranger, apparently. Was she? Serena Vincent was a yeah, Power Ranger. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> With her stellar acting abilities, it's hard to believe she was Gosh, in something she's... of that caliber. The only other movie I remember her from is not another teen movie, and I know you haven't seen I that. I still not have. She plays the foreign exchange student who's always naked. Well, of course, because she's always... The, any chance that Eli Roth can get to like shoot her ass in slow-mo, like walking in... They're straight up a Totally scene. just like sexualizing her. After and I, we're skipping way ahead. After yeah. they after they kill the hobo, <laughs> and like the next, which even that the aftermath of after that happens, like they set him on fire. He runs into the woods, <laughs> and there's not even a reaction shot of the kids. Yeah. It just fades to black, yeah. and then opens up, and they're all just Passage kind of, of sitting time. around a table. That's right. And they're like, we should probably. Ta-. I'm like, what? Why is everybody so nonchalant? Why are you fucking sitting around a table? You murdered a man. Well, speaking of funny dialogue, that what, it's, that scene introduces one of my favorite lines that uh, Jordan Ladd gets to uh, to say, where she says, "He asked for her help, and we set him on fire." We set him on fire. <laughs> See, it's lines and like she that. Was, she was ready to stab him too. Oh yeah. So where's this? Where's this indignation coming from? Listen, Jones. I guess that's where I got I got lost on it because these actors are horrible. They're really bad. They're not good, but I I want. I think that they were cast based on their ability to act badly. No. They yeah. were cast based on budget. They were well, affordable. It's probably true, too. mostly pretty. That is probably true as well. Although, not the guys. None the of the funniest, dudes are pretty. The funniest we part of Boy this Meets movie, World. funniest part of this movie is where the blonde-haired guy and Serena Vincent are having sex. Jeff. And then suddenly she turns him over and like is on top of him. Yeah, like drops and a he's digit. like, oh, God, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was the funniest part of the movie That's the funniest you? part of the movie. Joe, not, not funnier than... Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Not funnier than Dennis. Not funnier who's than... Who's Dennis? Who's Dennis? Yeah, I can't Dennis remember. is the best part of this film. Oh, is he the old guy that works in the store? No, no, but we'll, we'll get to Dennis. We'll who's to Dennis? Dennis later. We'll, we'll talk okay. about Dennis later. All right. Uh, so, talking about writing, yeah, there's that bad line about staying on fire. Mm-hmm. How, how about um, oh, no, Marcy? Uh, so Wait, this is what I was getting ready to say. Okay. So, Serena Vincent, after they killed go. this guy, mm-hmm. they're like they're cleaning up the truck. Fucking cleaning up the truck. And like having a talk about girls, like, so what do you think, man? You think we're gonna? I'm like, you just fucking, you fucking killed the guy, and you got blood all over a car. <laughs> yeah, but you think I and could score like, over there, man? So she gets up, and he's like, "Hey, man, where are you going?" She's like, "I'm gonna go find help," and walks the complete opposite direction <laughs> of the road, just like is going to walk through the fucking woods. The next time we see her, she's, she's a- canoeing across a fucking lake, <laughs> yes, for like hours, and then she just she gets meets to a up. house. And fucking the two guys Bert and Jeff who are went there. a whole other direction well, are in the house. It's that a she different shows up route at. to the same. But that's the point where like she walks around a corner, yeah. and it's like just a camera on her ass. It's like we're the not even time. trying to. They're not even trying to hide it. No, it's not like oh, look at this house in the background, and her ass is in the foreground. No, her ass is in focus. Yeah. and centered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm there for it. And the homophobia just oozes all over this movie. Well, yeah, again, it's 2002. It's, Everything's gay. Like they, yeah, everybody. They're talks calling about... everything gay in this movie. They're, you're so gay. Yeah. That's so gay. Mm-hmm. 
and like the whole time I'm cringing. Yeah. Like, oh, not very woke. Ay, 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 but, man. You know, that's 15 years ago. We could still say that back then. Could we? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean we did. Could we? Whether we or should have we been. Or were saying it? Uh, Bro, you, you know some... what? Oh, Moving forward. God, damn, I to say this line. <laughs> Moving forward. Yeah. Like, you're no longer allowed to suggest a movie with kids, and I will All no right. longer suggest a movie with ninjas. Oh, we will go so the, the rest right. of the year. I'll do ninjas. <laughs> You do movies with kids. I totally agree with I you. I swear to God, if you pick a fucking three ninjas movie, <laughs> oh, that is just like kids coming soon. <laughs> They're kids, kids, and ninjas. children, and ninjas. Um, lines. Marcy has uh, one of our favorite lines, which is uh, you know when the shit hits the fan and people are dying. Yeah, uh, not sure what's going to happen, and she's really distraught. And uh, boy meets girl yeah. is there to uh, uh-huh. to comfort her, and she says, you know, it's just like a. It's, it feels like you're on a plane that's going down. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, I have a note about this, too. And uh, you just want to grab the next person, the Wait, person right next to you. but there's more to that line. Tell, tell me the line. It's Joe. like, it's like I feel like, you ever fe- you get that feeling like <laughs> you're on a plane and it's about to crash? Yeah. And you look around and everybody's screaming, we're going to die, we're crashing, we're going to die. all you want to do. And all you could do is look at the people around you and just think, I just want to Fuck somebody before I die. <laughs> want to grab the person that's closest to me and fuck the shit out of him. This is what she says. And that's and then it happens. And then hard cut to, to just, uh, boy to, meets girl. Yeah, to, yeah, he does. <laughs> it's so hard and bad. Yes, yes, and it's Joe. Gratuitous. It's like to funny. the, the point. It's not funny. It's 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 exploitative. Yes, it's an exploitation film. Exactly. This is what he's he's making fun of. Is he making fun of it? Well, I, he's making I his own. I feel like you're giving Eli Roth such a pass. Like you're giving him more credit than he deserves. These are the types I think of movies Eli he Roth, makes. I feel like are they? Yeah. Have you seen the the house with the clock in the walls? Well, not that one, maybe. But or the uh, porn version. He's got some <laughs> the, the hole in the wall. <laughs> the house with the cock in the wall. <laughs> I like that one. No, you don't. Coming soon to an episode. <laughs> not of this podcast. <laughs> Coming soon. But it, Sorry, cut that part out, Jeff. That's low. Well, that's low brow even for this podcast. So they're sitting around a campfire. Yeah. Remember that part? And they're sitting around a campfire. <laughs> Which time? And they start telling a story. Like the, the oh, yeah. boy meets girl guy is talking about like a bowling alley that he liked to go to. <laughs> that's right. And he wanted to go and his dad's like, No, we can't go. Uh, you know, they're 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 closed today, but they weren't closed or or whatever. And he talks about how like everyone inside was murdered. Yeah, the night before. And there's the bald guy. And we see the uh, flashback of it. He actually shot footage of this. The bald guy mm-hmm. whose head is in a fucking ball <laughs> return. It's fucking Eli Roth. And, no, it's Adam Roth. Oh, is it's it his, his brother? brother. Oh, it's his brother. Well, it looks I thought just it was, like him. I thought it was Eli Roth. I was Roth like, too. wow, he put himself in his own movie but twice. Fear not, Joel, because uh, two minutes later, there we go. Eli Roth shows up. Call me Grim. I'm Grim. And that's Dr. Mumbo. I'm a I'm a fucking skater. Who's gonna help me smoke all this weed? And then we never see him again. With his uh Apollo Ono. And then we never we never see him Facial again. Hair. Oh, we see him again. Why the fuck no, but dude We see parts of him later. What the fuck purpose does he serve? Joe, to die. He's a person, a body that <laughs> But we, we can... don't even see him die. We see the results He's just of it afterwards. A body, a corpse. Yeah, there's lots of We've those. We've already in this got film. that with the hermit. With mayhem Joe, from the fucking the insurance commercials. It is. It's, it looks like mayhem. It was not in good hands. <laughs> we uh Joe, we see a lot of dead bodies and and that's what this movie's here for. Just to, it's to to make fun of these types of films what? and to have a good time with what it. What even happened there? Like Bert shoots him, and he's four feet away from the cabin, mm-hmm. and the dude's like, "Oh, is that your guy?" He's like, "No, no, I'll go get help." And then Bert just goes back to the house. <laughs> he's not going to do anything. And doesn't do anything. No. And then is surprised when this guy shows back up. He wants to get away with it. But bro, 
the dude, you're four feet away from this guy. Well, it's okay because uh, they find a way to dispose of that hobo. <laughs> a little fire, a little fire scarecrow. And they keep calling him Hermit too. Like Joel, do you just like does Hermit? Is that like the first word that would have come to your mind if you were going to talk yeah. about this guy? Call him a homeless person, some homeless guy, yeah, some dude. They go to this farm where this woman's like slaughtering a pig. Yes. Maybe my favorite character in this oh, movie. Oh, you like her? Yeah. yeah. I thought she was pretty funny. Yeah, she is funny. Uh, she felt like she was from a different movie. To she be fair. did feel like she was from a different movie. Yeah. Everybody feels like they're from a different movie. Hmm. This is, it's such a fucking mess. What about Winston? He feels like he's from a fucking different movie, too. I know. A movie that I want to, like, I want a spin off movie with fucking yeah, Winston. You've the cop. seen it. It's called Dazed and Confused. <laughs> Just throw him in as a fucking police he's officer. He's the party guy, man. Hey, man, you're the party guy. It's so weird that Just, he's like, I'm the deputy and hey man that's that's a good looking girl a lot of parties like, the truck is covered in blood <laughs> and he, he, he and rides away on a schwinn he rides away on a schwinn with a gun yeah. in his on his belt and yeah. i'm like he's deputy winston what is even fucking happening here just just enjoy the ride joe i i could not oh wow so this is surprising because i feel like this is the type of movie this podcast was made for i feel like if i hadn't chosen this oh movie, no yeah this, this you movie would have chosen is, per, is it's what this podcast is made for. but usually you're when the one about bad movies you're the one bringing these types of movies to the table it's true and here i am the Maybe tables I have liked been it turned better if there was a ninja <laughs> if there was a ninja in this movie stay tuned for uh... they totally evil dead this thing though with the dog's uh, point of view camera oh yeah there's Did a little bit that? of that there's a little bit of that a little bit of that I mean that, that's not even an evil dead thing anymore that's it's just uh, but it was at that point that was kind of what evil dead was yeah sure like they even, it started it, was... it but it had, it had transcended dude. that okay I'm just saying movies had that's now a part of uh, this visual language that we have. No I have spill. so many notes where I'm just asking what the fuck is happening. Oh, in let's this hear it. Right I'd love now. to answer some no, of your just questions. What the fuck is happening in this movie right now? <laughs> uh, well, uh, we've got some kids that have gone up to a cabin for the weekend. There's five of them, of course. You've got the slut. You've got the good girl. You've got the good guy. The kind of the, the, the stalwart, as uh-huh, they call them. Uh-huh. You've got the asshole, and then you've got the frat boy. Yeah, and um, they're all going to uh, do what they do. Yeah, and it's a weird combination of kids because right off the bat they seem like uh, like how are you ever friends? Like how would you ever? Convince- they hate each other. <laughs> like, they clearly it hate each other. It does not take long for them to turn on each other. Fucking poor uh, Karen. Poor Karen. Fuck Karen. <laughs> fuck Karen. Fuck Jordan Ladd. Fuck Karen. Come on. Fuck- Fuck. Oh yes! Fuck it. <laughs> no, wait, what is it? Fuck the league. <laughs> fuck the I league. can see you don't want to be cheered up, dude. <laughs> no, but fuck Karen. Oh, They're sitting out there like Karen. it's that fucking scene from The Legend of Billie Jean, where he and her are like sitting on the the little like the pier, wooden pier mm-hmm. that's floating out in the middle of the water. And she's like, "You ever know somebody so long that you just you want to kiss them just to see what it's like? See if they're a good kisser or not." And like she kisses him. Mm-hmm. And then, like, rolls off the pier oh, thing and, like, swims, play, and he's like, playing hard to get. where are we going? Where are you going? I thought we were kissing. She's like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> and, like, just starts swimming away. I'm like, what? She's a tease. Why even do that? You're in a Sexual cabin tension. in the woods with this guy. Oh, yeah. That means you're going to die. <laughs> That's not where I thought because you were going with he's that. he's creepy. He's he, got hairy nipples. He's a little creepy and... and hairy nipples, Joel. I know. You should have taken a razor to those. Uh, a little, little manscaping would have helped uh, a little writer strong. Yeah. Writer's uh, chest hair was not strong. Name too. Yeah, Writer Strong. My name's Writer Strong. I had to look that up. I was like, was that his name on Boy Meets Girl? Mm-hmm. Boy Meets World? I keep calling it Boy Meets it's Girl. It's okay. Boy Meets World. I think Girl Meets World. Boy Meets, the- Boy Meets Razor is what uh, <laughs> should have been called. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he goes from pining after this girl since the eighth grade. He tells Bert, you know, he's been, been after her. <laughs> 
And uh, when yeah. shit starts to go down, your friend Brian Harden is going, Joe, do you just not get comedy? <laughs> no, I get approach, it. Man, I get course. good comedy. He understands. I get good comedy. No, this is good comedy, man. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, the minute shit starts to hit the fan and uh, she's the first to become infected with cabin fever. Yeah. Joe, you see the poster for cabin fever? No. It says uh, the tagline is catch it. <laughs> So Pokemon and Cabin Fever have the same catch. <laughs> I, I caught it, man. I caught me some Cabin Fever. But yes, she's yeah, the first one to, to get it because she she made the mistake. She drank the water. Yeah. Should have listened to Dave Matthews. But instead uh, starts coming down with some sort of, we don't know what it is, some sort of fleshy eating. Like People just start bleeding. And it usually, Joe, starts uh, with their, their genitals. It's the first to Show go. Show me your genitals. <laughs> your genitals. Show me your genitals. Your Show genitalia. me your genitals. <laughs> What is that guy's Jean name? Jean Lejoie. Jean Lejoie. We from should, the, uh, the league. Post that on the uh, Facebook no. page. Joe, did you see my Grease Sam Jackson yes, mashup? Yes, I did. And I was so fucking tickled. <laughs> Mentioned in last week's episode. I was so episode. fucking tickled with that. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks to, I think my cousin posted that. Man. Appreciate your help there. Mm. Oh, so uh, you were talking. You so, were saying about this bullshit movie. So the minute what she, uh, so the minute she starts coming down with cabin they fever, they put her in a weird uh, outhouse. That- Bert, Bert goes from like, "Hey, happy good time, guy," to like, "Fuck you, bitch, stay in your room." Uh-huh. And then writer, uh, writer, smartest, strong. smartest person in the room, right there. Who is Bert? Bert keeping her locked up. I would up. say Jeff is the smartest hey, person in the room. <laughs> hey, <Arnie. laughs> Jeff's the smartest person because like, he's like got a towel over his his face at all times. He will not get in the blood. Truck. I like that he takes the two cases of beer. And and he's like, I'm not off. drinking the water. I'm going to survive on my own in a cave until this blows over. He should have never come back. He should have never come back. Well, we find out what happens to Jeff a little bit later. But first, Karen, poor Karen, uh, and a writer who's who's been pining after all these years, yeah, is just like, uh, yeah, he's the first one to grab the cot, the mattress, they, out to the little uh, she shed. Wait, wait, we didn't even talk about what happens before we find out she's infected. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, again, playing with all of the uh, Jason slasher flick tropes from the 70s and okay, 80s. there's something different about, like, okay, these kids have sex and then, like, end up getting killed. And him, like, like having a really gross, like, finger scene. <laughs> it was funny, man. It's not funny. Yeah, that's that's... Just... And he did it to her in her sleep. How horrific is it? Well, yeah, like not he, a lot of consent. No, there's there. no consent. She's doing some light moaning. And, and uh... we make it funny? You think that's funny? I think that says a lot about you. <laughs> Not that part, Joe. But I think when when he pulls his hand out and, and it's bloody, yes, he's clearly like hearkening back to the. He's he's hitting all the notes. <laughs> I don't want you and he's to do doing anything on, with your hand. On, 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 he's going in and he's doing this. That might be why it's <laughs> so nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it wrong. Um, but or right, which way you look at it. <laughs> Joe just did the uh, double elbow tap. What do they call that? That's right. wrestling? From, from wrestling, is the elbow tap. The elbow tap. There you go. I got it right. I'm not even a fan. No. Listen to our uh, no holds barred episode, please. And watch No Holds Barred. No. <laughs> I mean, it, if you want a VHS copy, reach out to me on uh, <laughs> Facebook.com. What were you saying? You said like a, a couple, like a month ago that you went to some like VHS swap meet. Yeah, and, and I couldn't try to, that tr- movie to give it away to people. Everywhere I went, I was like, uh, like hey, how much for that uh, Five Will Goes West VHS type? Five bucks? Hey, uh, is this uh, change your mind, Eddie? As I pull like, up my... Ten. <laughs> it's going to cost ten. Exactly. Five to take that piece of shit off of your hands. I could not give the VHS copy oh of No Holds Barred away. Which is really upsetting because I gave that to you as a gift. Yeah, I know. I tried to give it back to you. You didn't even want it back. It's, your, it's a gift I gave you. Yeah. That's like herpes. 
<laughs> you, you gave like me the cabin gift, like, fever. Like it follows. I gave you like, the cabin fever. You gave it to me to get it off your hand so it didn't follow you. No, I, I straight up bought that for you because I have a Blu-ray copy. Oh, that's sweet. Thanks for watching. <laughs> yeah. Like 100% of copies of No Holds Barred in like America. It's like the Clerks cartoon yes. where there's a sale at the at the, at the quick stop yes. and it goes straight to Adam Alec Baldwin's office. Oh. That's what happened with that. God, I realized as I was halfway through that that that's a reference no one's sorry, going we'll to cut get. that part out. I get that. That's a great um that's that is one of Kevin Smith's best best, best. best uh, Kevin that's Smith right. Lisp the rest of the the rest of the episode. Yeah, the Beth outfit with, with cabin fever. <laughs> that doesn't work cuz it doesn't have an strong. S in it. Rider strong. <laughs> <laughs> He's third in. <laughs> Uh, actually, he didn't. He didn't get that opportunity because no. poor Karen just starts to quickly deteriorate. Yeah, she does, and uh, does not the, the fate that becomes her. Dude, her fate. The dog eats her face. Ah, the dog. But it's a good thing she's still alive long enough to watch a writer strong just take a shovel to her and uh, finish her off. Again, doesn't seem to be. Uh, he's he's taking it all in a stride. I would say Strider, <laughs> strong stride. Strider, strong. That's right. His name is Strider. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I know this why was a movie. You. This was, uh, this Dude, was a film. This is so I didn't, fun. I didn't have fun with it. Joe, I didn't. Okay, maybe you didn't have fun with uh, the gratuitous horror and uh, the, the the gratuitous nudity and the sex scenes. Maybe you didn't have fun with setting I mean, hobos hey, on look, fire. Look, I get it. Let's not go too far. Okay, I maybe that part was okay. Oh <laughs> yeah, the gratuitous maybe, sex scene. I'll be like Fred Savage in The Princess Bride. Maybe I don't mind so. Much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, surely you can't be. Don't call me sure. <laughs> uh, annoyed with uh, the best scene in this film. Uh-oh, here we go. That happens about halfway through. What happens? Well, little Dennis, we're introduced to earlier. He's at the general store that his dad owns. Show me your general. <laughs> Show me your general. Along with the uh, old man Caldwell, the... Oh, Dennis is the racist kid? Racist question mark uh, shop runner. Maybe. There. We maybe. find out at the end, maybe. He's got a twist, an arc to his character. What? So they go after... Uh, they go after Bert. I almost called him his real name. Bert. They go after yeah. Bert the after he bag. shows up and like the kid bites his finger and the dude's like, you might got my son sick. Yeah. That means I got a problem. I'm like, what the fuck is even happening? Right Why are all. you like, oh, all right, whatever. And so they go after him, like chasing after him with a gun, shooting after yeah. him. And uh, the dude, the other guy, like he, one of them is carrying a box. Yeah. What is in the box? We never find out. He's like, grab, what is he called? The he artifact, said, right? Grab the kit. Grab the kit. Yeah. We don't know what's in the kit. It's, it's Do we a, find out in Cabin Fever 2? Maybe. Electric boogaloo? It's Marsalis Wallace's soul. <laughs> Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> That's what they're holding it there. No, you're totally glossing over Dennis, the kid who was uh, sitting out there. He's, he, he was a menace. Little, he surely was with his blonde wig. Uh, but yeah, he um, he he bites poor uh, Ryder Strong at the beginning, so um, and bites Bert I, later on. <laughs> but before he does, Joe, he delivers what uh, I would argue is the best performance of this film. Uh, <laughs> the kung fu flip as the the pancake kid. <laughs> he just starts to randomly. <laughs> Bert shows up. Shit has hit the fan. Bert is now infected. By the way, He's starting to bleed in his genitals, uh, and uh, all he wants is some help. And he rolls back up to the the general store, but unfortunately. Dennis meets him there and uh, and thinks he I guess this smells like pancakes because he just starts to himself pancakes pancakes looking at uh, at Bert yeah <laughs> and then finally yes does slow mo kung fu and uh, runs up to him and bites, and bites him. him Joe we were dying laughing like this was just had us on the floor that is the scene that we saw in the hotel where we were like this we have to do this on the podcast really? this is gold wow yeah. 
I'm, I'm glad you it's wasted so my funny. time with No, this. it's worth it for the pancakes scene. Yeah? Pancakes. Pancakes. I just was not feeling All this, All the time, man. Bert is like, no, no pancakes. No I pancakes. Was... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You would probably like him so in great. Detroit Rock City. Yeah? You would probably, yeah, you would. You might enjoy I their liked, performances well, in that I, movie. I liked Winston, yeah. the uh, lackadaisical, the party guy, <laughs> deputy. How about that scene where Right is Strong shows up at the end, the shit has hit the fan, and he's covered in the blood. harmonica on his neck. <laughs> he comes across some teenagers. They're having a so party. I'll give you that. This That scene is definitely played for comedy. <laughs> yes, it always Because is. I was like, why has he got a fucking harmonica in his neck? Oh, they're just having a little uh, campfire sing-along powwow. Uh, Deputy Did you Winston repeat is that there. last part again? Deputy Winston is there trying to hit on some underage girls. <laughs> they're drinking some 40s. And uh, poor Ryder Strong has seen some better times by this point. Yeah. Rolls up, covered in blood. Uh-huh. He just wants a ride to the hospital or to the nearest store. Ben Savage, nowhere to be found. <laughs> no. Boy, Help him out. Boy, oh, oh no, you know no why? No Topanga. Because, <laughs> because the reason he's in such a state, he's driving away, and he hits a deer. You recall this scene? Yeah. And the shot of like the two I am, fake deer legs. I am doing... fucking terrified of that shit. Oh, really? I, when we were driving up to Rochester, we hit, uh, when we were in, um, oh gosh, uh, Missouri. We were driving up through Missouri and uh, and we ended up hitting a road that had like a whole bunch of the signs of like deer, deer. Oh, be, crossing, you know, yeah. Be, be careful, they mean deer it too crossing and shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. Like the last thing I need is some deer to get up on my fucking hood, like <laughs> bust a windshield. I'm going to get kicked. Because I've seen that in movies before where a deer oh, yeah. goes in and like kicks the shit well, out of somebody. I've never seen it like seat. this before. No. It's like the Muppet <laughs> two, Show. Two flailing legs that are clearly just <laughs> fake deer legs. And I think, you, honestly, at this point, I'm sorry to cut you off. What, what's the over-under on Eli Roth being the person manning the oh, deer that's, legs? That's, that's just like Sam Raimi yeah. manning the branches that hit oh, yeah. Bruce Campbell. That rapes the girl. Uh, yeah. No, no, dude. Yeah. In Evil Dead 2. The yeah, that happens in Evil Dead 2. rape does not happen in Evil Dead 2. Oh, is that the first one? It's the first one. I thought he recreated it in the second no, one. No, there's only the, a girl gets kind of like wrapped up in trees. Oh, I think it's implied that she she's tree raped. No, she's She's not. She's definitely not. Right on our Facebook, uh, let us know whether you think uh, the girl <laughs> Why are you so obsessed Evil with Ed this? Evil Ed 2. I'm not. I'm Evil not. Ed. Evil, Evil Ed 2. <laughs> Evil Ed. Hey, that's starring Ed Helms. <laughs> As Andy Bernard from The Office. <laughs> just stuck in a cabin. And um, Evil Ed. Who's the guy from and The Ed Rock? Asner. Ed Asner. Ed, <laughs> the, they're the Evil Ed. And Ed O'Neill. It's Evil Ed 2. Well, that's Evil Ed 3. And Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Evil Eddie. <laughs> It's a spinoff series. Just all of them. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Uh, who's the guy from The Rock? Ed, uh, Ed o, uh, not Ed O'Neill. Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Yeah. You gotta get Ed Harris in there, too. Uh-huh. Evil Ed 4. Um, and Deep Eddie Vodka. But yeah, so <laughs> he's come down. The deer have, has, has menaced his car and him. And uh, he stumbles along uh, Winston, Deputy Winston, having the uh-huh. party. And just as uh, he's about to help him out, sure, man, get in the truck. I'll give you a ride. It's when the radio comes Here we out. go, though, with the CB. Uh, Winston. We got a problem. There's some kids up in the cabin <laughs> killing people. If you see him, shoot, shoot on sight. Shoot on sight. I repeat, shoot him on sight. Hilarious. Yeah. I was laughing. Was... And then, yeah, the poor guy with the harmonica. We find out why he's there, Joe. He serves a purpose. Yeah. Because he, he takes a guitar to the throat <laughs> as he's playing his harmonica. And as he inhales, you hear like that. Dude. <laughs> Dude, though, how is it? Are you not enjoying dude, this movie? I didn't. I just didn't, man. Uh, I did not have a good time with this. The film. last shot is him like falling into the foreground, and he takes one last deep breath, and it burr, 
to G flat. I think also part of the problem with this movie is the uh, pacing of it. It goes so slow. And oh I'm, man, just, no I'm just kind of ready for things to move on. Things move on at a no. pretty quick it, pace it's there. It's really slow. Though. I mean, I don't know. I, wh- what do you cut out? Like every moment of it is enjoyable, I think. <laughs> There's always something new to discover. Man. And you never know when you're going to see tits around like, the corner. If I cut out the fucking scene where Serena Vincent and the blonde-haired guy are putting out a fire with a hose. For some reason, there's outdoor plumbing. There's straight up, there's modern plumbing at this cabin. <laughs> He's like, But no one foot. has a fucking phone. No one has a phone. They have a phone, Joe. They, they just, go into a house. They can't get a signal out there. That's the problem. A landline? They have all modern uh, <laughs> appliances. But, and this uh, is 2002. Cell phones were a thing at this point. No, they had a cell phone. Oh, they had That's cell what I'm phones. saying. They just but no I'm talking coverage. about they go into that other house. There's no landline in that house. Well, There's a microwave. They didn't want to ask for There's help. There's fucking plumbing. They didn't want to ask There's for water. help. water. There's electricity, because they but ki- no phone. They killed the guy who lives there, man. They didn't At wanna... this point, they weren't worried about that. They were still trying to find a way to get out of there. And how the fuck does Bert <laughs> fix the car for it to, like, they need a mechanic, but then they're like, Bert, can you fix it? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then what the fuck were you looking for a mechanic for if Bert can fix the car? He's not sure. Listen, Joe. <laughs> not show? The, He's not show? The idea is that. We got uh, this motherfucker not show. <laughs> He's going to solve the economy. Listen to our Idiocracy episode. Uh, he, it doesn't matter, Joe. What matters is that it we follow matter, all man. the beats of you gotta, the kids even, in the cabins getting killed. Even if killed. it's a dark comedy, if it's supposed to be funny, if it's supposed to be horror, there should be a clear narrative going on. Yeah, the narrative, the narrative, narrative is, is bullshit. that there are, uh, there's a, a virus going on. Sometimes it's, uh, it's, uh, carried through dogs. We see some dead animals here. Is dogs it, it's chasing. That, it's only carried through the water. Uh, well, no, but you, if you get bit, if you get exposed to the blood, remember, because that's how the hobo gets it. He takes all that blood from the dead dog to the face at the beginning. That's why what? he's got the virus. Yeah. Does he? He opens that dog up. I don't remember and that. And it just splurts on him. Oh, yeah. A lot I, of blood splurting. I thought in this he, he had water, too. Not for the queasy. Because everybody Maybe. gets blood splurted on them. Everybody does. That's true. But only a few people actually catch it. Ryder gets uh, infected at the end, though. That's why when his... But his... the blonde hair guy doesn't get it, and he gets some blood on him. When does he get blood on him? I don't think he, he does. Blood when, uh, He's very he careful not to. He doesn't. I don't think so. He's the one guy who makes it show. He's the, you're right. He's he, yeah. <laughs> he makes. He it. reminds us over and over. Again. It's so great that last scene. He's everyone has been killed. All right. So the cops have shown up, or the, the, the people from the general store. Uh-huh. He's got. They, they don't like him, so they're going up to the cabin. They're gonna they're gonna take care of business. Bird gets shot. Uh, Marcy has already uh, her skin has already flailed. She got took it, taken down by the dog. My dogs. We see her ankle, her her, her severed severed foot. Uh, but Karen. The dog got into the cabin, ate her face off. So Ryder Strong had to take a shovel, finish the job, face off. Face off. Take her face. That's right. Off. And then, um, so he finally comes back. He's finally made it. And uh, as he looks around at the carnage around him, he, he's crying. He's like, they're all dead. But then he starts to realize. I made it. I made it. I knew I'd I make it. I fucking made it. I fucking made it. And of course, you could see what's coming. You know what's yeah, coming. It's a mile funny. away. It's funny. It's not trying to hide what's coming because it's a comedy. And then right, yeah, he opens the door. Bam, bam, bam. Taken down by the cops. Yeah. It's, uh, I, man, I laughed. I, it's When you know the punchline is coming and it still makes you laugh on delivery, I think that's a successful I guess, comedy. I guess that works for you. I can't believe you didn't enjoy this what, like we so did. So how did Sean end up... <laughs> keep calling him Sean. Yeah. What's his character's name? Paul? Boy Meets Deer. Yeah, Boy Meets Deer. How did he end up down on the riverbank? Is that where... <laughs> Boy Meets the, River. Is, is that where the deputy dumped him? Yeah, so Winston. I couldn't uh, remember if he like escaped or something. They, well, they take him. To, it's a little. It it it, uh, it it glosses over a lot at the end there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he gets taken to the hospital. The doctors think he's f- too far gone, 
So they get uh, Deputy Winston to do the dirty work for him. So don't worry, man. I'm going to take you to the party. <laughs> I love that he keeps coming back to it. Everything's to party. a party for him. So does does he come back in the sequel? Because I think I saw I think so. in the credits for Cabin Fever 2 mm-hmm. that he is still listed in the movie. And Win- I didn't know if Winston? it was like... Yeah. No, no, not Winston. Ryder Strong. But if Ryder, Ryder Strong is listed, I don't know if that's like just in a flashback. He does come back somehow, but sadly, we have not done that yet. Although coming soon to no. an episode of the editing. Bro. Cabin bro. Fever 2. Oh my god! Starring Ryder, this Strong. movie exhausted me, and not even in, not like in a good way. Like it's I couldn't only like wait an hour to get through. And a half. Yeah, I couldn't stand it. Uh, I I was not having fun so with this. So fun, so fun. I was not having fun, and I love horror films. Yeah, and I was not having fun with this. Well, and I, maybe that's the problem because you hold them too dear. You Do love I? horror movies because I love much. stuff like Shaun of the Dead. That turns the yeah, genre on its ear. Yeah, but I love that's... Cabin in the Woods. Ready or not, these are clever ways to put the to to bend the genre. True, exactly. Cabin Fever did not. Feel like that? Not clever at all. No, not clever. But still, uh, it's still I, I funny. Think a, I think a fun ride, man. I think there's enough performances in it's there. It's the dude wears my car of horror movies. Yeah, yeah, okay. kind of is. Yeah, it's an Eli Roth film. Like, I, I think he is his own brand at this point, and this is the film that kind of introduced that brand. Okay, uh, <laughs> Cabin Fever. Yeah, catch you, it. So obviously, you would recommend this movie. Uh, yes, I have to recommend it, man. It's a good time. It's um, if you if you love those type of movies. Then I I think you can appreciate the uh, Eli Roth clearly has a soft spot for films of this ilk, uh-huh. and um, he's he's putting his own spin on. He's having fun with it. This you know what this feels like. This feels like if Kevin Smith had the budget from Clerks and wanted to make like a a horror film. This is how he was called it. Red State. He, uh, Red State Red was State like a was serious a way better film. film than this. It wasn't trying to be funny at all. Yeah, and it wasn't. This one, this one is. I think, I think it knew exactly no, no, what it was no, no. trying to be. I, I feel, oh, dude, I don't know. No, I, I feel like, I feel like Eli Roth was a fucking coke rattled writer director sure. who needed to be fucking reeled in. Yeah, well, to I make mean, something a little more coherent. Clearly, this was like his first attempt. He he just wanted to do a bunch of things that he thought would be funny. Yeah. Some are successful, like the Pancake Kid. Some not so successful, like uh, the store. Clerk was old man Caldwell, yeah, and the uh, the N word, the N word, throwing the N word around, which is, and uh, then at the end he's like cool with people, yeah. Oh, hey, so that my should N-word. make it that makes it okay. And I'm like, no, it's yeah. not. He subverted expectations. It's, it's yeah, not all right. It somehow made it more offensive. Yeah, by that being the punchline, the post credit like, scene oh, too. He's yeah, he's an old white guy. Yeah. Look, playing against stereotype, calling uh, black people. I wouldn't his rec- N words. I won't recommend this movie. I can't recommend oh, this movie. Dude. Not in good conscience. Not when there's other genre bending movies that are uh, like similar to this that are done better go see those don't worry about this i i if anything else that eli roth has done mm-hmm. is like this movie i have no patience for You're it. Not i'm in. not i'm yeah. not i'm not in i'm not on board what about the trailer for uh, for thanksgiving <laughs> Wait, no, did he do that one, or did he, he do, do don't? He, no, he did Thanksgiving. He did the Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, one. that's what it was yeah, called. Yeah, the, Thanksgiving. The fake trailer. Thanksgiving was a better, funnier no, horror film no, than this. No, disagree. Oh, absolutely. Listen to our dude. He kills a man, puts his face on his face. He's a turkey, puts a human face on his face, and fools a girl into fucking him. Like Funny that is moments. That is ridiculous. But but way more just attempted shock value and not nearly as gobble gobble motherfucker successful. Yeah, just yeah. abrasive. I think Thanksgiving. What did North Thanksgiving? What did Cabin Fever do right? Cabin Fever is a funny fun ride. I think uh, the performances of Burt's and Winston and the Pancake Kid are enough alone to uh, recommend. Yeah. And then I think just like the the uh, the sudden gore 
And uh, you see it coming a mile away. Like, you know what's going to happen. You know, But it's totally playing into all of those stereotypes. And uh, I think it does it with enough love and care. Again, this is a type of movie that you have to judge based on how successful it was at what it was attempting to do. I think it knew exactly what it wanted to be. Are you stoned when you watch uh, this movie? No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. No, I swear. I was in Minnesota. They don't have they don't have marijuana in Minnesota. <laughs> uh, no, no. Were you huffing glue? No, absolutely not. Not even a because they have glue in Minnesota. Stone cold sober. Now I will admit we Bullshit. we had a couple of White uh, Castle burgers, so maybe had that running through our veins <laughs> was coloring our uh, our experience a little there bit. There you go. Just everything is better with a White Castle. Sarah might disagree with Except you. Except Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> ironically, um, oh, does she? Not, is she a Crystal Burger? I I person? don't think she likes any of that stuff. They're not great. Um, they're a dollar ninety nine. We, like, we grabbed a, a couple of bags of uh, White Castle when we were on our way up to New York and on our way. It back. is what it is, and it's like, uh, you know what? It seems great, uh, like a great idea when you first get them, and then as you're like a hundred <laughs> miles down the road yeah. and you still have like a bag of eight burgers, <laughs> you're like, oh god, I just I would don't you, want another one of would these. Would you say that Cabin Fever is the White Castle of uh, horror films? No, no, no. I would say that this is the Carl's Junior. Oh no, films. fuck you. Uh, no, I, what did this movie do right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that the location were great I thought yeah, that you beautiful. had the potential to make a good movie in these locations and uh, and it's a shame yeah. it's, it's a shame that what we got was Kevin shot in North Carolina what did the movie do wrong uh, so uh, there's some for, for everything that I think lands and I think is funny uh, and and he knew what he was doing and there's some sort of there's some misses you know the old man Caldwell character um, you're right it's a little too tidy there at the end with oh the uh, the contaminated water now the kids are, are uh, bottling it up from the river and selling it as lemonade Look at these shots of everybody drinking uh, it drinking the water and then the, and then the water bottle truck pulling out from the station why are these kids going down to a creek and I filling know. it with water exactly like don't you have faucets yeah use the tap water yeah everybody knows that but then how would the uh, how would the cabin fever get spread Joe it how would we have cabin it would fever we shouldn't two and three we shouldn't it should be avoided in the 2016 remake. Good God. I can't, uh, I can't believe they remade this fucking movie. Now, I'm curious to see that now, though. Although no. I'm sure it's like directed by Rob Zombie or something, right? No. no. I like Rob Zombie as a director. Yeah, do you? I'm going to tell you this. I like Rob Zombie more than Eli Roth as a director because what <laughs> no, this movie did wrong... I will give you that. This movie seems so fucking self-congratulatory. Like, yeah. the way that it's presented, the way it's put out there, so fucking self-congratulatory. The scene where Eli Roth shows up, yeah. it's so like... At least Hitchcock had the fucking presence of mind and the class to be very subtle. And I use subtle very lightly with Hitchcock because some of his stuff was like right in your face. Yeah. But it wasn't as bad as this. It's You could tell why he and Tarantino are buddies. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. they fucking are so goddamn exactly. proud of so, themselves. So if you like Tarantino, you might like Eli Roth. He's ah. he's the horror version of Tarantino. I felt like... The, without the good uh, dialogue. The, this movie spent way too much time trying to pat itself on the back for things that it was doing that it thought was clever instead of actually doing clever things. I don't even think it thought it was being clever. Mm, dude, dude. I thought it was trying to have fun. What I'm trying to do is give you my opinion. <laughs> All right? What it did wrong. Of that's what right. it did wrong. And that's Your opinion what it did wrong. is just as valid as mine. <laughs> No, it's more valid. It's far more valid. No, but but that's kind of what I feel like this movie did wrong. Right. If we were going to remake mm-hmm. three years after the remake, <laughs> the remake, if yeah. we were going to remake this movie, how would we do that, Joel? One more thing I think is interesting is on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, it's got a 62% with critics, but only a 44% with audiences. That usually uh, is the opposite. Yeah. But I, I feel like you agree with the audience. And you obviously agree with the critics. Mm-hmm. Well, I know more about film. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't even say that with a straight face. So I had a good time with it. Let's recap. Let's you know what? It. Honestly, dude, here it is. Bottom line. If you like something, and I know we run into this problem sometimes. We have listeners that get pissed off, especially on movies like we both end up not liking. Mm. And we'll have like, sometimes we have listeners that'll write us and be like, what the fuck, man? Look, dude, if you like it, yeah, that's cool. More power We're to not you. judging you by not liking a movie. We're just judging the movie. Yes. So if we were going to remake this film, mm-hmm. how would we do that? Uh, I, man, I recast uh, a lot of people. Uh-huh. I think I have uh, nine here. Did the five main kids? I have eight. Uh, okay. Um, Who's the low man on your totem pole? Old Man Caldwell. I did not recast Caldwell. Old Man Caldwell. Didn't do that? Well, I have a theme going with mine. I do, too. I took a cast. Oh, all right. Uh, so how do we want to do this? Just Let's just go through it back and forth. You think so? Yeah, we don't have to get too crazy about it. Let's do it. Okay. Let's not get cabin fever about this. <laughs> Catch it. Uh, <laughs> old Man God. Caldwell. It's our new t-shirt. I uh, have his Nick Offerman. That's good. Old Man Caldwell. That's good. What's up? My N-words. Um, yeah, I don't have anybody for that. Okay. Who'd you have? Who's your low man? Uh, my low man's Justin or Grimm. Oh, you did him. Yeah, the Eli Roth. The Eli did Roth you not? Did you not? I did not him? do Eli Roth. No. Such a minor character. For me, it would be played by Jason Mewes. Oh, well, there you go. Uh-huh. There's your giveaway right yeah. there. Speaking of Kevin Smith, <laughs> so uh, oh, can't so wait to see what you did. What do you have next? Obviously, you have somebody else. Jason Mewes would be a good pancake kid, actually. Yes, he would. Pancakes. <laughs> Pancakes. That's his code word for heroin. Dude, in front of instead of in front of the general store it being that little kid who'd be Jay and Silent Bob. (laughs) They would just be hanging out. Pancakes, motherfucker. (laughs) Snoochie boochies. Yo, dog, let's get some pancakes, Silent Bob. (laughs) That's great. Half this movie is just an adventure of them trying to find a fucking pancakes, yeah. Uh, I'm fucking hungry, lunchbox. <laughs> Snoochie's boots. Snoots to the nude. <laughs> All right. I, I already with... like this movie better. There you go. Uh, but I did do the general store owner. Okay, so I didn't do him. Who's the father of Pancake Kid. I did Rob Riggle. <laughs> Rob Riggle. Is that <laughs> character. Actor. Uh, see, now your movie's actually funny. Oh, yeah. You got oh, Nick my, Offerman and Rob Riggle. My movie is funny. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a funny one. Just right, like so this one. Who's who's next? I went with uh, Winston, who is the deputy. Deputy, deputy Winston. Winston. Yeah, yeah, played by Ethan Supley in mine. Oh, yes, nice. Hey, party guy. <laughs> I love what he. I love hey, what you, Karen. You got that girl? Yeah. Go back in, drink a forty. Yeah. <laughs> and just start the party. I like it. She's like, okay. She's like, all right, thanks. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Winston, uh, how about James Franco? Affable James Franco. I almost recast James Franco yeah. as the uh, Jeff character. Oh, yeah. The blonde-haired guy? Yeah, yeah. I almost did that. That's good. It's pretty douchey. Yeah. You could do uh, James Franco as Jeff, or you could do Dave Franco as Jeff, like I did. Oh, did you? Yeah, he's kind of douchey. I went with Ben Affleck. Yeah, speaking of douchey. Yeah. yeah. Totally playing that uh-huh. role. Oh, I love this already. <laughs> uh, Marcy. Did you not recast Henry the Hermit? Didn't do the Hermit. You didn't do the Hermit? Mm-mm. I cast Michael Rooker. Oh, that's great. <laughs> As the guy who gets set on fire. I just need your help. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love this already. Yeah. I think you win this episode. Uh, maybe. Uh, for Marcy. All right, here we go. Now we're into the uh, the rest of the kids, the five kids. So I got Marcy. How about Dakota Johnson from Fifty Shades of Grey? So Nick Offerman. Yeah. Dakota the, Johnson. James Franco. You're James probably not going to get it. Oh, Dave Franco. Oh, He's Dave starting to get Franco. close. Okay. Actually, James Franco, I don't think it was in this movie. Was he? He may have had a cameo. Wow. But Dave, Dave Franco definitely was. Okay. All right. You'll, maybe you'll, you'll get there in my uh, my top three, I think. All right. Who do you have for uh, Marcy? For Marcy, I went with Claire Forlani. Yep. Sounds mm-hmm. great. Love it. Uh, Bert, you want to do Bert next? Of course. Bert's the frat dude. Who do you think my Bert is? Uh, well, you already did Ben Affleck. Uh, Jason Lee? Absolutely. Jason Lee is yeah. Bert. I Lee's love Bert. it. I went with Channing Tatum. 
okay. in the uh, the douchey frat boy role. Wait, hmm? Channing Tatum, Dave Franco, Dave Franco. What do you get to my top two? Wait, Rob Riggle. Were they, were they in Twenty One Jump Street? They sure were. I didn't know Dave Franco was in Twenty One Jump Street. Dave Franco was like the the kid, he's the drug dealer. Was he the in between guy between Rob Riggle? Spoiler alert! Oh. If you haven't seen, uh, I didn't. Re- I don't remember that for some reason. Yeah, rewatch okay. that movie. It's great. That's film. good. It's a real fun movie. I love that. Uh, Lord and Miller, man. That's there you a go. Good fucking. There's movie. my directors. Mm. All right, here's our top two. Then Karen. Go ahead. Going to be Joey Lauren Adams for you. Yeah. And who do you think for me? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. You remember the movies? It had Brie Larson uh, in it. Did, oh, was it Brie Larson? Brie Larson was the teenage cool. girl. Well, I know you're Paul. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be uh, Josh Gad. No. Jonah Hill. <laughs> I was like, have you seen this film? <laughs> Jonah Hill, yes. <laughs> Just pretending. I like it. I like both of them. Yeah? I was really looking forward to that that crossover with Men in Black. Uh, they were going to do that with Men in Black, and then they ended up canceling And it. having seen what they came up with for Men in Black, there's a missed opportunity. I really, opinion. I still haven't seen it yet. No, well, don't. Don't. Don't sit. <laughs> if you are thinking of seeing <laughs> that movie. Don't. 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 Uh, th- that's what I was going to say. Before we watched this again the other night, I found that uh, Grindhouse trailer, like the 10-minute segment where they put all the trailers the, together. Basically the intermission between movies. Exactly, between uh, Death Proof and uh, Planet Terror. It makes for a great uh, intro to Cabin Fever. Oh. So oh, okay. before you rent Cabin Fever, watch the 10 minutes of fake trailers from the Grindhouse films. Okay. Good, good. Or just don't watch Cabin Fever. <laughs> if you are thinking of watching Cabin, Cabin Fever, don't. 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 Uh, and then finally, yes, Paul Jonah Hill, and yours must be Jeremy London. Jason That's right, London. Jeremy London. Jeremy London. Yeah, and obviously directed by Kevin Smith. And my, so my the Lord cast and crew of, of Mall Rats, I almost said Walmart, <laughs> of Mall Rats <laughs> taking over uh, Cabin Fever. Guys, uh, I like it. if you have any thoughts about Cabin Fever, oh, I do. Uh, thoughts about how you would recast it, <laughs> or if there's scenes from the movie we haven't talked about, Pancakes. points you want to agree with Joel, agree Pancakes. with me, that's cool. Let us know. Go to facebook.com slash editingbay or just put Editing Bay in the search bar. That's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. And that's where you can talk back to us. Let us know what you think about the movie of the week or if you've got ideas for movies for us to talk about in the future, you can put your suggestions there as well. Uh, we've also got a website, right, Joe? We sure do. It is <laughs> www. Uh, not the Editing Bay. Not Edit Bay. Yeah. Somewhere in between, Joe. It's cool. editingbay.com. Please go there. Anytime you need to find a handy little link to uh, anything related to our podcast, the aforementioned social networks, our Facebook page, and our Twitter handle also, which is at the Editing Bay. Don't have to go to the website to figure that out. Uh, but if you do, you're also going to find uh, links to all of our archive uh, episodes. But you know what, Joe? As you mentioned earlier, you don't really need that anymore because mm-hmm. if you're subscribing, you're getting uh, the most recent 300 episodes now. Yes, we have finally updated the uh, RSS feed. Still not getting everything, though, but uh, we're working on a solution if you mm-hmm. want to get the entire library. But for now, you're going to find all that and more on EditingBay.com. And we are creeping closer to our 300th oh, episode. What is this? Is and this uh, 296? Hell yes. And we've uh, we've already pre-announced, I think, that our 300th episode, we will be talking about Zack Snyder's 300. That only makes sense. Yeah. I um, think so. So if you want, get that in your queue, watch it, and prepare for that episode. should be hitting, what, m- next month? Early next month? Uh, early October, yeah. if we keep uh, on track here. Sometime in October. So we'll be talking about that one. Um, mm. But what are we going to talk about next well, week? Joe, I, I punished you this week <laughs> with a film that I thought you might enjoy. Sadly, you did not. Mm-hmm. I don't see the genius in the cabin fever. But yeah. uh, now uh, it's your turn to repay the favor. Well, Joel, payback time. Earlier, earlier today, mm-hmm. uh, I picked up a, uh, a movie that just came out, a home video. <laughs> I know you like that term. 
uh, a little film by the name of uh, John Wick 3, Parabellum. Oh, yes. Featuring one Mark DeCascos. I don't know that? if you know the brilliance of Mark DeCascos. He was the Iron Chef. He was. Oh, he was yes. Like, ah, you're my uncle, the Iron Chef. Um, so he's been in all kinds of stuff. He did the uh, the Crow TV show. Oh, he did. Uh, he's done a lot of like Kung Fu, Chop Saki, uh, but like American versions of things. Mm-hmm. He was in a movie with Alyssa Milano and Scott Wolf, Party of Fives Scott Wolf, uh, called Double Dragon. Oh no! Based on the video game yes. franchise, which oh, also but Joe just did a video which game movie, also <laughs> uh, gave us a animated t- uh, series. Yeah, if you remember that, there was a Double I Dragon didn't. cartoon. No, and that's going to fulfill our quota of doing a movie based on an animated franchise. There you go. I guess we kind of got away with that for yeah. the last uh, couple of months. I mean, well, we? I mean we did uh, we did X Men. Didn't we do X Men last month? Or that the counted. Month? That was two I months thought ago, we did I something. I thought we did something that last week. That was in week. May, actually. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, but no, we're going to talk about Double uh, Dragon. Love it. With Scott Wolf, Alyssa Milano, Mark DeCasco. 1994. Uh-huh. And uh, and it's uh, it's going to be a special kind of bad, and I'm looking forward to it. I mm. uh, don't know where you could find it. I know they've got it on iTunes. Not sure if it's streaming on Netflix uh, or Hulu or Amazon. Oh, this looks awful. Uh, it might be. Yeah, it's it's, oh, it's, no. it's going to be so bad. Oh, no. Oh, it's got Jason uh, Patrick. Not Jason Patrick. Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. The Terminator. The T- yeah, T-1000. Holy shit. Yeah, he's going to be in that. Look at Scott so, yeah. Wolf. Jo- join us, won't Scott you? Scott Wolf. I guess as, we have to. As Billy and Jimmy Lee take on the forces of darkness in Double Dragon. Um, all right. So, guys, please leave us a rating and review on your podcast app. A uh, five-star rating would be fantastic. Uh, and then a little review. Let us know what you like about the show. If, even if you've got criticism, go ahead and put it down there. We'd love to know what you think, where we could improve. But just make it a five-star bit of criticism. Yes, please. If you do anything less than five stars, you're kind of a dick. And we don't want you listening anyway. <laughs> so, I want you listening, listeners. So, don't listen so to Joe. Please uh, leave us that uh, that review, that rating. Mm. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Also, Ooh. happy birthday hey. to Jeff. Happy belated birthday. Uh, I know there's people now that have been listening to the podcast and like, who the fuck is Jeff <laughs> that they keep talking about? We never hear his voice. The, except uh, at the end. The, the, uh, the Next Wave Radio Network. Where we used to have like five, six shows. Yeah, man. Uh, he was one was, of the hosts. It was something that we originated. Next Wave was originally uh, Jeff and I had put that together. Jeff Earnshaw, uh, who's since moved to Colorado. On to bigger and better things. Yes. Uh, and uh, and we still like to honor him we on, miss on the him. show. Yeah, it's he like he's to, here. He used to produce us when we would do the show. It's like he never and left. at the end, I'd always thank him and then thank Joel. So I, I had a couple people that wrote, they're like, who the fuck is Jeff? Oh, really? Yeah. I hope he doesn't listen and ma- think I'm making fun of him. No. It's just... Uh, it's, it, we're, it's, it's a grunt. It, it's we're another honoring voice. him. Yeah, we're honoring Jeff, yeah. who we miss desperately. Uh, Joel, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. And uh, we will see you guys next week Pancakes. for Double Dragon. Pancakes! Fuck me. Pancakes! Oh, dude. Fuck no pancakes. <laughs> Running around, robbing banks, all whacked on the Scooby Snacks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.